you mad, blurry hysteria. I said that kind of like an ESPN announcer or something. Whoa, it's a blast from the past coming at you fast. I'm the host with the most coming from the third coast. <laughs> it's awesome, baby. <laughs> that or, yeah, I guess I, I said ESPN, then I went to like 1950s disc jockey, but whatever. What is going on, <laughs> gentlemen? Uh, it's It's been a minute. What's new with you? Oh, man. Um, finally got snow here. Ugh. Fine. I say finally. It's <laughs> they expect snow here in like October. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got we got it dumped and it's still dumping right now. Taking a huge old dump outside. Oh man, like two feet. It's the wow. one time you can say I kind of miss Chicago because <laughs> we're not. <laughs> I'm not okay cool. with it, man. Chicago snow is so gross. <laughs> it's because it's you don't know how much of it is ash and fallout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all that Brock's factory uh, pollution. Uh, speaking of Chicago, so, I, uh, I'm happy to say that for like the third year in a row, we're the number one for rats beating out New York City once again. So we got that going for us. It's exciting. It's exciting. <laughs> what a distinction. <laughs> I believe it. Oh, man. Yeah, that literally, that's there. The list you don't want to be number one on. Yeah, that was one of them. Uh, well, they said that we're, because uh, we have so many alleys. Chicago has alleys, New York doesn't. So they... Uh, they breed I, in them. I get it, but also like New York, you guys put your trash in, in front the of your businesses on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm never... dumping trash oh. here. Oh. <laughs> Get the biggest trash pile. <laughs> I mean, seriously though, it's like, you know, New York, um, the smell of trash permeates. That's like the smell of New York City to me. Is the smell <laughs> of trash. So it's sort of interesting that you guys would have more rats. I mean, I guess ours also live primarily in the sewers. Yeah. And yeah. you got bigger rats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I, yeah, I would argue if it's quality over quantity a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. We don't want to lose to Chicago for fucking anything. I want us to have the best rats. You're saying us, you don't even live in New York. <laughs> I know. Listen, all right. I'm I'm a oh. New Yorker. I still get spit on in Boston where I wear my Rangers jersey. Okay, <laughs> I am still New York. I, I want to tell you this. Um, I lied to you a little bit. Uh, it's the seventh year in a row. Uh, Chicago <laughs> has been ranked <laughs> wow, you guys are by Orkin Pest Control. That's um, exciting. Yeah, Orkin. That that means the ward is named after Chicago now, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, it goes. Uh, it goes uh, us, then Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, and Baltimore. Huh. Los Angeles probably is just because it's so fucking huge. Yeah, Los you Angeles know, like is ginormous. Space-wise, you know, so that kind of um, makes sense. But uh, yeah, it goes Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, Washington, D.C., San Francisco, Detroit, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Denver, Minneapolis. Top 10. Hmm. Huh. This wasn't well, even my I don't care crazy about that story at all. today. This was just a something story started talking about, and uh, I think I should have went with this. <laughs> uh, yeah, now, rats. Chris, I think I you brought this rats. up, though. It is important. Ours are rat-sized rat. Uh, you know, New York, you always hear they're like cat-sized rats and shit, you know, so... How much of that is true, I don't know, but... Uh, well, did you guys yeah. ever see the... You guys ever saw Pizza Rat? No, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, that's good stuff, man. Pizza Rat's awesome. Pizza Rat and Cigarette Cockroach are two of my favorites. So they really so for a while, um there's a uh <laughs> there's a the Staten Island has like its own um Staten Island has its own like uh I don't know, like whatever the lower league baseball team is, yeah. right? And um there's a uh, the team I think should be the Staten Island Pizza Rats, which does actually have uh, logos and stuff like that and everything else. So it's pretty fun. Oh, that's great. Um, they were looking for a different name, and so the Pizza Rats made it to the final five. For the, they used to be the Staten Island Yankees. Oh my god, the fucking and, the logo's awesome. I'm looking it up, dude. <laughs> yeah, they're great, right? It's like really good. And, and so we were the, for a little bit there, Staten Island Pizza Rats was like one of the top five names. And then one they, of the logos um, they came up with is. It's just NYC, but the N and the C are letters, and the Y is a piece of pizza that a rat has taken a bite out of to make it into <laughs> yeah, a Y. It's really good, dude. <laughs> and so now it's um they got changed now to a different uh a different name now, which is like I honestly don't even know what the new name is because it's not as good as the uh not nearly as good as the Staten Island Pizza Rats. <laughs> Have you guys ever taken time and just looked at minor league baseball team mascots and logos. I hear that they're just crazy all over the place They're or, or too awesome. on the nose. Really? Yeah. They're so good. Okay. So let me, let me tangent just for a second though. Uh, Montgomery, Alabama has the Montgomery biscuits <laughs> and it's just like a little biscuit and, and a, a anthropomorphized biscuit with eyes like googly eyes uh, a mouth, its tongue is butter, I think. Hell yes. It's awesome. There's a, um, I think it's something to do with Champ, uh, like the Lake Champ or the Vermont um, Lake, Monsters. Lake Monsters or yeah. something like that. Was I, one. I, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm on here. I'm looking and I'm going to tell you, Chris, there's one right up your alley. The Albuquerque Isotopes. Yeah. So good. They got the they, um, uh, Toledo Mud Hens. Um, there's so many. Uh, and. And then in uh, my home state, Kentucky, so there's a town uh, called Florence. It's up near Cincinnati, and they have a, a minor league team. Well, Florence is sort of famous for this water tower that they have, mm-hmm. and it just says, like, welcome to Florence, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know if it says welcome to. I think it might just say Florence, y'all, and I think it's supposed to be because it used to advertise for the Florence Mall. But then the Florence Mall, I think, shut down, and so they just painted a couple of lines off of the in uh, the M in Mall, and so it, the water tower just says Florence, y'all. And so this this baseball team became the Florence Y'alls. <laughs> That's awesome. I've I told my mom you got to run up there and get me a hat for that. Yeah. Because it's so hilarious. One of the saddest ones. It's a little so stupid. The Hartford Yard Goats. <laughs> what? The Hartford Yard Goats. Uh, Norwich. Yeah. The Norwich Sea Unicorns, which is literally just uh, narwhals, but it's like wearing a little captain hat, uh, yeah. and one of them's got a harpoon, and like it's it's awesome. I love minor league baseball team. The mascots. El Paso Chihuahuas. <laughs> uh, Lansing Lugnuts, and it's just a. A lug nut. <laughs> yep. I'm looking at the biscuit. Yeah. The, his tongue's just like a pat of butter. I, that's my favorite one. I love the Montgomery biscuits. The Amarillo sod poodles. <laughs> sod poodles. 
I don't trash even, pa- Rocket City Trash Pandas. I don't <laughs> actually know if that's a real one, but it's showing up on here, and it's awesome. the Birmingham Pensacola Rumble Ponies. <laughs> oh, kind of love it. This is also they have the Las Vegas Fifty Ones, and it's uh, alien themed. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Number yeah. one on this one is the Rocket City Trash Pandas. <laughs> yeah, these are all real too that's hilarious i love them oh I, and one last thing i have a hat when i last time i was in new orleans they told me about the new orleans baby cakes <laughs> it's uh it's a king cake with a baby mm-hmm. in a crown and a baseball bat busting out of oh it. that's hilarious i got me a hat of that it's so disturbing and amazing one I of the it. most weird meta things that's ever happened to me in my <laughs> life was well it's what I, happens when you put things up to a vote with people nowadays you know well, so my we had a baseball make baseball face yeah exactly <laughs> we had i used to work with a guy from new orleans and every year he would get a king cake you know the king cake has the yeah. little baby jesus baked into it he would bring it in. We'd eat it at work. Well, this guy named Rick that we worked with comes in, he eats it. I guess he didn't have any idea. He just grabbed a slice of cake and starts eating it. He bites oh. into it, but he gets the scoop with, with the little baby Jesus, and he goes, God, oh, Jesus Christ, and I lost my shit. It's like the most <laughs> on the nose, somehow like fourth wall breaking in real life. That's <laughs> like us. So and he did not see the humor Dude, in it as I was dying. There's a team called the Modesto Nuts, and it's just a peanut. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> oh, All right. Well, these are amazing. This is great. This has been a good episode, guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll talk to you guys, guys later. later. <laughs> what, I, what I think is great is you can make up. You can make up your old names, and no one would, like, hey, what are you uh, going tonight? We're going to see the Peoria Soulless Gingers. They're playing the uh, <laughs> the, the Dallas Moo Milkers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, now the I question is, it. did I make those up or not? All right. Well, I guess uh yeah, we 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 could go ahead and do our our picked topics this week. David, what were you bringing us? Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm uh I'm sad that we have to leave this. I just found the Boone Bigfoots. But um anyways, um uh, my topic for this week, this is an old one. Uh, it's sort of old now, but it popped up in Imgur I saw today and I was like, "Oh yeah, that old chestnut." <laughs> uh this is uh from Popular Mechanics. Scientists just killed the EM drive. Um, this Boo. is that impossible engine that mm-hmm. NASA and DARPA and all them were supposed to be working on. Um, it basically was called the impossible drive because it breaks the laws of physics to work. That was the theory. But it seemed to work, kind of was but the But it thing. seemed to work in, in initial yeah. trials. Um, they did more trials. And this thing's been around for at least half a decade, if mm-hmm. not more. By now, um, they did more trials, and after three papers were published, they're like, "Yeah, this doesn't work at all, you idiots." <laughs> <laughs> and it says one of the one of the quotes from the article. I, I've got a couple here, but one of them says uh, it relies on Newton's second law, where force is defined as the rate of change of momentum. Thus, an electromagnetic wave traveling at the speed of light has a certain momentum which it will transfer to a reflector, resulting in a tiny force and the mechanism for this is they would shoot microwaves in an enclosed chamber mm-hmm. and the bouncing of the waves inside would propel it 
uh, with thrust. And that's that's why that's why they thought this could be a fuel-less source of interstellar travel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just doesn't work that way because you can't introduce um, energy into a, a closed system um, and and break the law of what is it, Chris? Thermodynamics or the law of momentum? There, dude. It's like it's it's actually the law of yeah. It's conservation of it's really conservation of energy. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's only like there's really only two actual laws of sort of physics in the universe. And those are that the amount of mass you put into a system, like basically the the answer is mass never if you put some mass into a system, um that amount of mass will either accumulate or it'll flow out. You can't just like lose or gain mass at random. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And the same thing is true of energy. So if you put like 50 kilojoules of energy into a system and then like 10 kilojoules of it is used for pushing a turbine, then 40 kilojoules of it has to be wasted or has to just go someplace else. Right. Yeah. And right. so what the, if we like you, if we use the example of like a billiard ball for the EM drive here, what they basically were saying was, if you have a, um, uh, well, let's use a more simple example. You have two cars, right? And one car is at a dead stop. And then the other one you're running into with the car behind it. So you're crashing into a car in front of you. F equals MA baby. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, so like if the car that's going fast has a hundred, uh, let's just say a hundred, a hundred joules of energy, right? A hundred units of energy and it hits the car in front of it. And the car in front of it moves with 90 joules of energy. How much energy does the car that it hit with have to have still? 10, ten joules, right? Because it's 100 minus 90, so 10 is left. Um, but what in reality, that's in like a perfect world where there's no losses due to like entropy or heat yeah. waste or just like inefficiencies. Friction or, yeah. Right, friction, yeah. So what... Um, what really happens is the car behind it hits the one in front of it. It transfers some energy, right? So maybe you had a hundred units to start with the car in front of it is hit and it takes in 90 units. So now it's moving with a speed that goes to that 90 units of energy, but then 10 units of energy is just wasted because of like, yeah, inefficiencies or heat or damage to both cars or whatever, right? Deforming the metal and all that kind of crap. What the EM drive was saying was that sometimes the car in front of you will go faster than the one behind it did after it gets hit. <laughs> Without that yeah. outside force. Yeah. Too, so, right? well, no. So what it was saying, what it basically was saying was if you hit a car in front of you with a hundred units of energy, sometimes the car in front of it gets to move with 110 units of energy, hmm. but that well, doesn't make any sense. Cause where does that 10 units of energy come from? And, and you mentioned, a. Uh, well, in this scenario, let's say that there isn't a second car moving with a hundred um, at, at that and crashing into it. Let's say you're just sitting in that car stationary. It's some someone I, I saw said it's like pushing on the inside of the wind windshield. Yes. to get the car to move forward. It is yeah. no, yeah. that's exactly right. It's like mm-hmm. so in physics or in like any of these cases, you like define your, your you define your system where energy flows in, right? Mm-hmm. And that was one of the problems in all these tests was exactly like that guy was saying <laughs> they were defining their system as only inside of the EM drive itself yeah. and not accounting for all of the energy they lost by heating up the damn thing. 
That's the biggest. The heat is like the grand equalizer of everything, even in you know electronics. Everything is your heat loss or your heat soak. It kills a lot of designs, no matter what you're trying to do. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so it's just like from from like a basic physics perspective, the EM drive was never going to work. It doesn't make any damn sense. Because <laughs> yeah. like you said, Flora, it's like they're basically trying to say that like, so you have this um, another kind of good example of it actually would be like you ever sit in a car and then you kind of rock back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What they're saying, what they were basically saying was you could sometimes if you're a quantum particle, when you rock back and forth on the car to get it to get momentum in one energy state or, you know, if you get it to give it energy in the forward versus the back, sometimes you'll hit it with enough force or you'll hit it just right so that if you push it with 100 joules of energy, it'll gain 200 joules of energy. And so it'll have apparent (laughs) thrust from nowhere. Right. It literally is like. It's like literally third grade misunderstandings of physics, but because it's all quantum and everything and DARPA funded it, we pretend like it's not really dumb. Thrust from nowhere is my sex move. Thank you very much. So don't be stealing my moves. (laughs) Well, it's it's actually really funny, though, because this this DARPA thing leads like directly into what my story is about this week. Well, hit us with it. And if if it's about the DARPA mud hens uh, or some other weird uh, team. The the DARPA impossibles. No, so, okay, so DARPA DARPA and the military, like, the military funds lots of stupid research. Of course. Because, like, the military, their job, like, some in, in some instances, the military, their whole job is, like, to study stuff that looks like it'll never work, but it's the government. So they have so much money and so much time and so many people to waste that they'll just study like crazy crap, like the EM drive and whatever. I, I think one of the things I love is they'll say, they'll come up with an idea. And uh, if 10 people believe in it, one, they'll have to tell one of them. All right. Tell us why it won't work. Even if you don't believe that's a great, I think I wish more uh, things work that way. The government just <laughs> throws money at everything to see what sticks almost. That is that is exactly what they do. Right. And that's why, like, every couple of years, UFO or like uh, science fiction people or whatever will have a new story where like, hey, did you know DARPA was funding like the EM drive or space ghosts or uh, psychic laser beam warrior monks or like. Right. It's because the government's like (laughs) part of the government's whole thing is funding stuff that is so out of the realm of the possible that if it did work it would be like a a world changing thing this year on upn psychic space warrior monks monks, whatever the fuck you call it seriously though right like (laughs) the government is funding stuff that will never ever work and there's part there's parts of the government and parts of that research world that are like so far removed from reality that they're just like it's like theoretical physics to the like thousandth degree yeah And so uh, this week, um, actually today, the National Defense Authorization Act uh, that was just passed by the Senate, it was passed by the House and then the Senate now, actually includes a section in it for, it's section 1683, it says, quote, establishment of office, organizational structure, and authorities to address unidentified aerial phenomena. Yeah, this is the and this is the new hotness in the in the UFO news. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the new yeah it's the new hotness until everyone realizes that like why would the government tell your like drunk brother? Do you really about think aliens? this wasn't going on originally? Yeah. Now that they're telling us means that uh, 
we're not actually going to find out the real information, which well, we it's ridiculous, right? Out. So, but the uh, the whole thing here and some of the stuff that they talk about is like very similar to the M- the EM drive stuff or warp bubbles or whatever, right? It's this sort of uh, far out theoretical physics that they'll throw a couple of hundreds of thousands of dollars at, and then it never goes anywhere, and that's what that's just how it goes right it's just yeah. like government waste or essentially. it's trickling it out and they're going to tell us all chris and we're all about to be venusians and uh living on our our uh space exploring lives because you know it's all true everything every well what's it. what's really interesting about this is it talks about um one of the things it wants to create is a field investigation team that'll investigate unidentified aerial phenomena events so basically <laughs> so like it's files well, it's basically making like the men in black, right? Yeah. And it's also creating um it's also creating a team or people whose entire job it will be to do like basically again figure out like, well, if an alien was real, how would they get here? Right. So like what does what would a spaceship look like? All sort of stuff. Some of which again is like very cool, right? Like yeah. stuff that I think we should be investigating and should be funding. But one of the things that's really interesting here is it talks about um so it's it talks about the need for a team to understand the physical effects that seeing a UFO has on a person. Fuck right. You know what that means? They're going to be out there fucking putting on some fake UFO shit so we can figure it out. Dude, well, it's I really that, interesting, I mean, right? Is that so crazy there's, to there's, say? How do you test well, it it's, otherwise? It's really, it's really, really interesting. It's like the government is basically coming out and saying, and again, this is just like, just because the Senate says something is important, like in in, in my mind, the Senate saying something is important is like the least important thing. Like, oh yeah, the most out of touch people in the fucking world. Exactly. Like it's it's <laughs> right. you know this Hard is like like the people that push this and say like oh my god this is a great thing. It's like remember how many times we investigated Benghazi? Like did that lead to anything? Right. No. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is government like. In some ways, this looks like it's just sort of government um, pork thrown out to people like Elizondo and Mellon, who lobbied for this to happen, right? Through some of their favorite senators, uh, like Kirsten Gillibrand and Marco Rubio and this other guy. Uh, uh, but anyways, but it's really, it's really, really interesting. And it's sort of a, um, it's a really interesting case, I think, of like the public not really understanding how military research works like how does you know if the military like we watch those things on the history channel a lot in my house at least on like you know hitler had like a rocket that was like a giant pinwheel that would like circle the air and go after people or whatever right or we had a submarine during the civil war that just like drowned people right (laughs) um like it's the military's job in some ways to prepare for like really far out in advanced threats and ideas. Right. And when really they should be combating stupidity. <laughs> well, like they're sort of saying, and I think it's pretty clear that we've been leapfrogged in capabilities in space and aerospace capabilities by other countries like China. Right. I think that's fairly obvious um, that we've been leapfrogged. Well, I think we dropped the ball. We, we, we quit caring for a very long time well exactly we've we've been fighting wars in we've we've been focused on fighting like guerrilla war for since like the 70s you know um the afghanistan you know the, the taliban and the uh the vietnamese uh 
you know, resistance and like these other places, they did not have an air force. So there was no need for us to up our air superiority because we were always the most superior, you know, but, um, so it's kind of, it's going to be really interesting. I think to see how this all pans out, but I also think it's going to be really interesting to see how science and sort of how the marketplace of scientific ideas responds to this because the, at least from the people that I've been speaking to, the viewpoint on all this UFO stuff from the scientific world is these senators don't seem to know that SETI exists and has existed for a long time and also seem to not watch enough history channel to know that these people are ridiculous. <laughs> right. Um, but on the other hand, sometimes it's kind of like fake it till you make it. Right. <laughs> so if you get a senator to say that you're serious, do you become serious? Not everything that they touch turns to shit. I'm just very, Absolutely. very skeptical Absolutely. about this and some of the things that they've said coming out and the research they're going to do, because also I, I think that everyone got so excited that it's finally, we're doing it, we're doing it, we're doing it. There's no way in my book that this wasn't already being done. It just, we weren't privy to it. And as soon as you become privy to things, I think that the actual stuff gets put on the back burner and it becomes more of like a dog and pony show. And I'm worried about it, that. Yeah. It's, it's also, I think a really interesting, like it's a weird uh, case where to me, this sort of feels like, you know, when you're in high school and you want to like, everyone goes through their like goth or punk phase or whatever. Right. This is to me, this sort of feels like your mom deciding to like make you a spike leather BDSM bracelet <laughs> because like, she's just embracing your weirdness now. Right. Like, you know, it, it, that's kind of what that it feels like. Cause the, you know, if the UF, if I think 10 years ago, if you had said to the, the kind of people who believe in UFOs that all of their like efforts in their subculture and whatever would one day lead to the creation of a government sponsored organization to study UFOs. I think, I think a lot of them would have said, Say that again. I think they'd be ecstatic, right? I think they would have said, where did we go wrong? You think so? See, I actually think that a good portion of them would be like, the government's lying to us. Why would we want the government? Like the government already has its fingers all up in this pie and is hiding things from the public. Why would we want to give them more control over this? BDSM bracelets, fingers all up in this pie. Chris, you're going down I'm, a dark road here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, this episode's getting too horny. Um, <laughs> well, I guess I guess it's sort of a difference of viewpoint, right? Because, like, again, like Brent said, too, the government is not always terrible at what it tries to do. You know? Like, sometimes the government does do cool things, like the Manhattan Project. Uh, I mean, <laughs> not yeah, the killing. Cool. Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> I am just fucking... <laughs> like I'll say this I am not for the nuclear bombing of entire civilizations <laughs> all right just gonna put that out there um sometimes the government funding science I think for the most part is a good thing I guess what my what my wonder is or I guess what I wonder is funding stuff like this very rarely turns into anything effective yeah and so it's really so you think it's pointless. Not that I think it's pointless. I think it's, I guess I just like, what happens to all this stuff? What happens to all the right. stuff we do on this? Right? Like my, my question, I guess is at what point does the government say, Hey, this is like the 10th UFO study we've done. 
And every time we just waste a bunch of money and we find nothing. Well, I, I don't know, because we don't know what all they're finding. Do you really think we know what they're finding? I don't. I don't think we know at all. So I, I, I can't I, I can't say I can go down that road. I don't know. David, sorry. Yeah, I get well, so yeah. sorry, go ahead, Flora. I, I'm interested to know if um because it's all supposed to be science, so <laughs> you try to, as they say, fail forward, right? Is it worth knowing the sci the the science that comes out of it? in your mind or is or is it just not even worth the effort and the results that they get see that's the thing i think a lot of the times like with the em drive anyone looking at that no one thought the em drive was viable except for this like one guy or, or people that read snippets online and didn't understand it and then went yay and pass it around exactly public opinion is important in things like this is it worth finding out for sure that that's not viable is my question, I guess. I But see, but that's the question I think ultimately is at what point do you put viability? Because like the EM drive is just as unviable, I think, to a scientist or someone looking at it from that perspective as like, um, like Flora, is it, is it worth you checking your couch every morning to make sure you didn't lose a million dollars in the couch cushions? Hmm. I don't know if I would say that would be the same thing, <laughs> um, but it is, I guess that would be breaking the laws of physics for a million dollars to just pop into the cushions of my couch. Yeah. Maybe, a, maybe a better example would be, it feels like, it feels like lottery ticket thinking like it could well, happen. Yeah. And so if yeah. I'm not part of the, if I'm not part of the draw every time that I'm losing, I'm losing money, I'm losing potential money. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of what it feels like. But so Chris, I guess, I guess what I'm wondering is lotto might as well be you. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I guess I sort of wonder, I wonder, I suppose what does if, I, cause I agree with you guys. I think that if we are studying this stuff, we hopefully are using it to fail forward. Yeah. And maybe the reason they keep funding this is because it keeps going well and they just don't tell us. You know what well, I mean? Yeah, there's, I would hope that there's something useful they could get out of the results, you know? Yeah. The challenge, um, I guess, to that, or I guess the problem I have with that sort of thinking is a lot of this to me has the feel and look of like a satanic panic style moral panic, you know? So just like, you know, uh, like what's the difference between someone a QAnon believing senator coming forward and saying all of these people are claiming that kids are being taken into the taken into uh sex slavery we need to investigate this uh to make sure there's not like a satanic cabal running you know a uh, secret satanic cabal running things versus um a lot of people are claiming to be abducted by aliens we need to get to the bottom of this whether or not um whether or not abductions are really happening right mm. like I guess what I wonder is in in the one case, because it passes over that line of like credibility, we say, well, maybe there really is something to this. And not that the government is saying they're going to investigate abductions, but like in this document, they're talking about the physical, the negative physical effects of encounters with a UFO. <laughs> right? Like mm -hmm. they're talking about people being like zapped by lasers, essentially. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um maybe you they know, know more than you do, and I do, and there. But yeah, but maybe they do, but then, but that's the whole, that's like the whole thing, right? It's a, it's trust. It's confidence. You have to, 
well, have, have confidence, confidence and trust in anything, these and they're they're full, they're fully going to fuck it up in the the public eye. That's what I have trust in. But I'm also not going to shit on them for doing it because I do think it's a. I think at least it's a step in the right direction of getting the 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 conversation going of. W- we are in a vastness of space. The thought that we're the only life forms is fucking yes. stupid. And so many people really believe that that is it, period, full stop, be it for whatever reason. So anything to, to, to move the goalpost a little bit closer to, to sanity is okay in my book. <laughs> yeah, see, so what, well, I guess what I, what I think about this, too, or what I think about this, too, I also think about the, like, social implications of right. – belief in like conspiracy theory and pseudoscience and whatever. And it, right? and well, and we're in the, the grips of it right yes. now. Yeah. And that's, that's also what I wonder, right? Is okay, cool. The government, like I do think they should look into this for sure. Right. But I also think what the government should be studying is if they don't find anything, I think the next logical question is if there's nothing to this, then why the hell do people believe it? Right. Right. Well, yeah. Hmm. And that that short sort of changes sciences, I guess. In that respect, then you go into psychology. Yes. I'm wondering if it's yeah. like you mentioned uh, QAnon, uh, the QAnon example and stuff. Maybe it's all just projection from the government, just like it is from QAnon, because you know all those QAnon idiots are out there fondling kids, and they're just trying to pass the blame, which comes out more often than you'd think. Uh, yeah. Maybe the government, you know, is has already been doing this, like we said, and knows about it. And this is their way of, like, I don't know, uh, easing the public into to something. I guess that's getting into dis- disclosure. Well, hey, he- here's what you need to know. If you want to get into conspiracies and not feel stupid, the Poughkeepsie conspiracy theorists play every Thursday night down at the ballpark. And Saturday is bobblehead night for the Poughkeepsie conspiracy <laughs> yes. theorists. I was, I, I was going to say, Flora, I definitely agree with you that Nancy Pelosi is a reptile woman. Um, <laughs> that's definitely true, right? There's clearly aliens in Congress uh, pulling the strings. Absolutely. Yeah, so, no, nobody's even trying no, anymore like, to hide. I, I, yeah, I do, I do wonder, I also wonder that too, right? Like, um, some of the people that claim to have had like negative interactions with this stuff, like what if they were just hurt by like a military aircraft, right? right? Or right. like, what if they just got like, like there's all kinds of stuff what, that could really be happening here. they got drunk here? and fell in the campfire. Like well, yeah, but, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, all right, you're going to throw that at me again. Flora. I don't even fucking understand it. But, but Chris, that's an important thing. Plausible deniability. It's easier to say, yeah, I was an alien. Let people run with that. than oops, we were trying out something new and you got a little too close and got fried. Yeah, I guess I guess what I, what I really wonder about with all this is, again, it feels very much so like uh, it feels like the outcomes of this are going to be the same as all the other times. Maybe. And yeah. Yeah. And so it's sort of like a, it's just a, I think it's just a very interesting, um, it's a very interesting sort of like social kind of play we go through every couple of years. Mm. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just super interesting. Uh, hopefully it goes differently. Hopefully they find, they fucking find something. Well, hey, there's been more talk of UFOs, UAPs, everything in the news, the, the mainstream yeah. news in the last few years than there has been in the last, history so i'm okay at least with some aspects of that and some of the people that i do not care for in this have actually uh, been the people that have gotten those talks started so one way or another i'm trying to keep a uh, a brighter outlook on it than than maybe i have had in the past uh but i just don't t- trust people <laughs> or the government so 
we'll see how all of this goes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fingers. Yeah, we'll we'll all keep our fingers crossed for yeah. something cool coming from this. Uh, changing gears, uh, something kind of cool, kind of scary. Not that we have to worry about. Mine is mine is a story about the saber tooth cat or the saber tooth tiger. So for a long time, they thought that it was you know about the size of our normal cats that we have like nowadays, which are are large. They've been doing discoveries, or they discovered a bunch of skulls, and they've been doing testing on it, which always blows my mind. These were found in, like, 89, and they're just now working on them. Excuse me. I'm uh, coughing a lot today. Anyway, they uh, one of they're doing is the largest they found. It's a 16-inch uh, long saber-toothed tiger skull. Proves that they were way bigger. This animal would have been at least 960 pounds. Um, I love how they, in the great American way, they go, it was as large as a grand piano, <laughs> like, <laughs> like just throwing it into like our understanding. At least five washing machines. <laughs> right. Um, but here's the other interesting thing. The skull has a fracture that wasn't very old on it because it had been attacked by another, and it looks like the jaw marks of another saber tooth cat that was possibly larger. <laughs> that's fucking crazy to talk about. The it's other always thing is a bigger cat, right? Right. You know, well, so the largest Tyrannosaurus Rex, it's in the Chicago at the, the Sue. Sue. Thank you. Sue. <laughs> she has a giant head trauma too, because she was attacked by something probably larger uh, at some point in time. And she's the largest Tyrannosaurus that, that we have. So that's kind of crazy to think about, but they're, they're looking at these and they say that it's, it's been hard to track down the exact size because, it would have been a lot more simple if these things hunted in packs, but they think that they were lone hunters, um, kind of like tigers are. They keep off on their own, and so they they are few and far between the 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 skeletal and the fossil remains that we have. But it is kind of crazy to just you know look at these animals, and all of a sudden they're twice the size. The largest tiger right now is six hundred pounds. That's our the continental tiger. Uh, males get up to 600 pounds. This is, you know, uh, 360 pounds larger than that. What's crazy, like, because I, I never, I feel like, have a good sense of how big any animal besides, like, a house cat versus, like, a dog is. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, when I the first time I saw a bald eagle, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, they're eagle. huge. Yeah. They're huge. They're huge, right? Mm -hmm. So I just, when, I, when you sent this to me, I Googled, like, because they said in the article, they say that they think that it was probably like not. They used to think that these were like the size of tigers today. Mm -hmm. But now they're like, well, actually, they were probably the size of like large bears. And in my mind, I always just sort of because I've, you know, in my lifetime, I've seen like brown and black bears, you know, but like bl mostly black bears and they're small, you know, much smaller than than brown bears. But if you look at like the size difference between like a polar bear versus a tiger. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's like it's like looking at a um it's seriously like the difference between a great dane and like a a golden retriever. Like they're so much bigger. Mm -hmm. Um it's pretty it's pretty interesting to me. So like dude, it's and they think there there might even have been a bigger one. It's well, pretty it, nuts. they talked about how how so cats today like you take your house cat. They're ambush hunters for the most part. They eat smaller prey whereas even the larger um, you know, look at lions and tigers and stuff. They still hunt smaller prey. But then back in the day, 
these things were, you know, around when like the giant ground sloths and shit were around. And they, they said they always wondered like, how would one of the smaller sites been able to take one of these down? Because it's believed that they did that because of things that, well, maybe they were a lot fucking bigger than we realized, or maybe they did hunt in packs and that's just not been able to be established yet. But they did say that the, the size, this new size that they're seeing is really rewriting, uh, making a little bit more sense to why they were such p- prolific, um, you know, all over the place and lasted for as long as they did. So, yeah, you never know. And then next week we'll find uh, that they were 10 times smaller and this was a freak and it was all fake. So that's how science works, baby. <laughs> saber tooth tire was on uh was on was on growth hormone well uh and uh don't forget it is growth hormone night at the kalamazoo saber tooth tigers game Uh, (laughs) (laughs) the first 500 people get a hg human growth hormone injection and a baseball bat (laughs) free with every chili dog (laughs) uh this was a fun one we kind of went from rats to science, to space, uh, to baseball, to to to, to saber tooth cat. So it's a fun one. It was good. Uh, you guys got anything coming up? Anything exciting going on on your shows? That silence screams yes into the night. <laughs> we're 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 on a break until February for oh, no us shit. to like write episodes and stuff. Yeah. Um, we have yeah. So I mean, we're just kind of chilling, man. Nice. <laughs> Well, if you are a Hysteria 51 listener and you've listened to our past adventures, uh, we're getting ready to, uh, we're recording, getting the touches on adventure number three, number tray, if you're you're keeping uh, tabs at home. So keep an eye out for that. That'll be coming out probably, probably January, February, but uh, we are working on that right now. So kind of fun. Uh, Saturnalia, AKA Fuxmas is coming up. Uh, I think that's the 21st. It's the winter solstice. It's the longest night of the year. Um, the unofficial blurry photos, the unofficial official blurry photos, uh, holiday of, uh, Saturnalia, uh, get yourself some, uh, chocolate and wine and beer and whatever. And some of, uh, uh Chris Cogswell's mom's BDSM bracelets. That's and, right. Uh, and <laughs> some lingerie and, uh, have fun on the longest night of the year. Yeah. If you like the outerwear, you're going to love the innerwear. <laughs> Uh, good, good times, folks. All good right, times. kids. Well, this has been uh, Mad Blurry Hysteria. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Meeting adjourned.